I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. And I'm Ryan. And this is a podcast about movies, about television shows, about squid games. Because we're talking about squid games. So squid games. Will I piss any of you off by referring to it as squid games instead of squid game? Plural instead of singular? No. Because they play multiple games in it. And I'm just saying they should have called it squid games. But it isn't. Squid game is just like a game that they play. Right. It's one of them. Yeah. The whole thing is a squid games. It's like the Olympics. It's like the The Olympics, but with more murders. It's like the Olympics. The same amount of corruption and dirty money. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. Uh, I I forgot uh, you have family that are on the International Olympic Committee that have taken lots of bribes to uh, host the Olympics in in cities like Beijing, China, and host the World Cup in Qatar and other places with questionable human rights. Uh, I have family from Russia. That's what you oh, just there said. We there we go. There we go. We're just gonna <laughs> tell me without telling me. I have some family that used to be journalists in Russia, but now we haven't heard from them in a little while because they said some uh, things that shouldn't have been said. And you know what? We haven't gotten in contact with them in a while, so that's that's just that's the way it is. Uh, right, we're talking about Squid Games this week. We Squid are. Game. Sorry, I, I will also really mention snap out of it <laughs> that we're at my house. Where we usually are, and my dog keeps walking on the hardwoods. Oliver, lay down. There you go. Good job, buddy. Hang out there. Yes, we are recording in a at a new location at a new table. And I have no. to say, I'm slightly thrown off my game. I am a little thrown off my game because this little fucker keeps walking. I need to get him like some socks. He's not little. He's a he's a big old he's a big old boy with a big old floppy tail. Oliver, lay down. Yep. So we'll be fighting that tonight, but it's okay. Yep. We uh, we will not. Don't worry about the audio quality of that because you know what? We no never, one listens. Yeah, and also Perfect. we never build ourselves as professionals at the same time. So, well, we're not going to pretend like we have this multi million dollar podcasting studio because you know what? We're at Ryan's kitchen table right now. We are, and you know what? Maybe I I I uh, I appreciate this because it makes me feel slightly uncomfortable. Perfect. And maybe the with that slight bit of uncomfortability it will allow us to raise our game as podcasters to a level previously not seen before. Previously not seen for perhaps 100 episodes or something. Who knows? Who knows where the night will take us? <laughs> it can't be anything good. I can tell you where the Hang up now. I can tell you where the night has took us already. Mexican food. It did. <laughs> and a margarita and a big Dosecchi's and no drink specials. I did have a big beer. Yeah, he was like, no, there's no drink specials. He We've was very hardcore on us about that. Did not, was not interested in conversing with us in any sort of way. Yeah, I stopped saying anything to him. He brought us stuff. I was like, mm. Yeah, I 
would have liked an extra basket of chips. Would you have? Probably. Oh, I could not do All it. I'm saying is if he set another basket of chips in front of me, I would have eaten it. I would have eaten what it. Would you? 100%. What have you? Yeah. I have no self-control. When with potato to, chips. But with anything. That's like what we ever. were talking about earlier, where exactly. you'd just be that greasy ball of man <laughs> eating <laughs> chips on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, <coughs> I spill stuff on myself and I eat chips, and that's been my life for the last 18 to 19 months. And uh, Coronavirus. This is who I am now, and uh, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm tired of pretending like I am not just big greasy ball of American winning machine. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Jake, you just celebrated a big milestone in your life. 30. You did. Yeah. How was it? Uh, It was good. I went, went up to the mountains. I drank a lot of wine and uh, ate a big steak, big steak preparing for that big beer tonight. So I'm all about the, I'm all, all about the big things in the big year of being 30. Yep. Once I turn 31, all downhill. I can attest, yes. So it's even worse the further you go. The further you get from 30. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that when you first turn 30, I think that's something that I've been kind of dreading for a while. Uh, Ever since I was like 15, I was like, "What's going to happen when I'm like twice as old as this?" And I can tell you, what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. My life is exactly the same as it was three days ago when I was not 30. Uh, although I will say that I woke up on my 30th birthday and this is true. The true story, not, a, I'm not editorializing at all. I, my head, a back pain the entire day. You had back pain I slept on my back wrong, I guess. And I had a sh- my shoulder blade hurt the entire day. That can happen when you're 29 as it well. Magic it, and it had, but it magically <laughs> went away. If, if the power played. of 30, yeah, the power of 30, the power of 30 in one day, it made my, uh, made my, back pain go away but yeah i was was like well if this isn't just symbolic of the the direction that my life is headed now my body is just no longer cooperating where you can't even sleep in a bed correctly and you just wake Mm -hmm. up like you've been ran over by a mack truck yeah or just or a train of (laughs) men have ran a train on you i'm not uh discriminating against the types of trucks could have even (laughs) been a caterpillar or a gm i don't know I don't think a caterpillar could do that. They're so tiny. Yeah, they are. But they could be very hungry. So they might be (laughs) nibble on you. Might be in a big hurry. (laughs) (laughs) What are what do you hope to accomplish before you're 40? Uh, Just make a billion dollars. Make a billion dollars. Yeah. Could have said a million, but I'm really setting my I'm changing my goals. Hey, <laughs> YOLO. So I've I know how I feel about what you just said. So I've but good made, luck. I've made about 0.2% of that so far. 0.2. That's if pretty I, good. I'm not uh <laughs> Well you're paying for a wedding too, so all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna deduct deduct that. So one billion dollars is one zero percent. How many zeros is this? One zero zero it's nine zeros. Okay, so one, two, three, four. You're going to tell us like you're like 46% of the way there and be like, what? All right. So divided by, let's say, so a billion dollars is 100 million, right? Some would say yes. Or is it a thousand million? million. Well, I'm going to say a hundred billion. And you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. And you know what? Even if I'm not, I don't care. I, would, I just want to get 30. I That's just, what happens. I, I just want somebody to comment on something and say, Hey, you fucking idiot. You can't do math. Anyways. Hey, you fucking idiot. You can't do math. By, I'm wondering how much money I've made in my lifetime so far. Let's say a hundred thousand dollars, even though actually, you know what? 
Yeah, we'll just do that. Welcome to the math edition of Almost Accurate, where two bumbling idiots drink and try to figure out <laughs> okay, how so many zeros are in a billion and money we will never see in our lifetime. <laughs> Let's do it, man. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know what? Let's not do it. After all, after all that math, I'm right. You're what? I'm right. You're point two? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I we'll know what Jake up, has in his bank up, account. Came up with that. Did you? I forgot how to do fractions. Perfect. So <laughs> I just, that three minutes of just, what we all endured, it's gone. I just went ahead and just decided I'm going to take a victory lap on this and say no one's going to be able to correct me because you don't know how much money I make. Mm. <laughs> so, but I know I know how much money you're gonna have after the wedding. A billion dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> you will have zero doll hairs. Oh well that was that was some that was anticlimactic. Some, some quality stuff. Someone was really gonna be like, oh man, this guy's really made a two hundred If anybody's listened to us, they know that we make no monies. Yeah, exactly. The fact that there's been zero ads so far. And I will say so far to this point, if you don't, think, we did ads one you, time. If you don't think that this velvety voice could not read out some ad copy, you'd be like Ben Gay, the the thing that your grandpa takes so he doesn't have a heart attack. And he puts it on his balls he, he to help fuck balls. your grandma. Uh, what's the other thing? Shaq was, oh, Icy Hot. Icy Hot. Don't oh, the general. Your, don't put it on your penis. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, or the general, uh, when they had that jingle in Family Guy where it said, for a white trash rate you can get online, go to the general and save some time. And then it, the tagline was, the general will make whoever you just hit in traffic really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> never going to get paid. <laughs> You'll never know. Um, yeah, is the general just undependable? Uh, I'm assuming it's not a very good insurance company. But Shaq's there, and he's been in the woods, and even Daryl from the office said it was good. Daryl from the office said the general was good. Yeah. Though him and Shaq are also, we're in a commercial together about that, but they're also in two different pizza commercials. Shaq is in a Pizza Hut commercial? No. Oh, Shaq is, no, no. Papa no. John's, Daryl is right. in the... My Pizza Huts. Yeah. Daryl. Back the fuck up, man. Daryl tried to out Pizza Hut and realized he couldn't, but Shaq had the Shaqaroni at Pappy J's. Yeah, which they murder a ton of pigs and you enjoyed the feast of the pepper- pigs. There was a pepperoni shortage and part of that I was partly responsible. You're the part of the reason, my friend. Because I ordered too many Shaqaronis. Although they did donate like a dollar of that to charity. Oh, wonderful. After they kill like four pigs, they're like, so here's a dollar for charity. How many dollars I donated to charity? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's say we did and don't. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, there's no smooth segue to this because we don't have a whole lot of news this week. But you know what? I think Alec Baldwin killed somebody with a gun this yep. week. So we're getting that out of the way right at the top. We're not even trying to dance around the subject. Alec Baldwin, obviously, in a tragic accident, uh, killed the is it the director of photography or assistant director of photography? He killed somebody involved in the movie. Rust. Which, maybe this is just an elaborate way of getting people interested in a movie that Alec Baldwin's in. Uh, I'm going to say it probably wasn't. I'm going to say you could be wrong. Also prove me wrong that uh, this is obviously a, a tragic accident and something that could and should be avoided. There's, uh, there's happening in the crow to Brandon Lee. A lot of, very true. Um, A lot of, uh, a a lot of um, the crew had already quit because of poor, like, uh, 
working conditions and gun safety. And there was some, something about they were supposed to get them a, when they were shooting on this particular site, they were supposed to get them a hotel room and they did, they said they did, but they didn't. So they, some of these people were having to drive like 50, 60 miles out to the shoot when they thought that they mm-hmm. were going to have like a place to stay for a couple of days mm-hmm. and they didn't. And so a lot, several of the crew members had actually um, quit, quit, uh, but yeah, so Helena Hutchins was the uh, name of the lady that got uh, killed, and she was um, the. As you look it up, Anyways. you know what? I, this wouldn't happen on a Tom Cruise movie, because let me tell you, because he would have yelled at the crew, he would have yelled at him, but you know he would have took care of you. That's tough love right there, man. He's crazy as balls, but you know he's all right to take care of people. It's like Tom Brady. Yeah, he's crazy. Obviously, a, a whole tragic situation and uh, something that could and should be avoided. And hopefully, they uh, used the gun earlier in the day recre- recreationally. That's not. That is what I've read. <laughs> I, I would say that some of these, um, a, a lot of, I have seen a few articles that said that sometimes they still have to add like post production elements, even when you are firing like real guns on set. Uh, because sometimes the the shot will go off in between frames, and so you don't capture that whole practical effect of the gun actually firing. So they have to add in like extra like smoke or recoil and and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I know people are all into practical effects and not doing stuff in CGI anymore, but there's got to be a way to not accidentally shoot people on set at the same time and at least give them a bulletproof vest and avoid this shit. Yeah. Because this, this is something that should not happen. And obviously uh sad thing uh, and, and bad news overall and a uh, bad, bad thing to just start the, start, start the new segment with, but uh, you know, that's, that's where we're at. Bad YOLO live almost, every day. Almost, like just last, almost all bad news. Almost all news is bad news at this point. I almost said almost all bad news is bad news, which well, dare, it works. Dare to agree with me? Ninety percent of the time, it works. Fifty percent of the time, <laughs> voila. Um, let's see what else is out there. So we watched the Uncharted movie trailer. Um, we saw a Tom Holland, a Tom Holland who's very young. We we did see a Tom Holland, one of the many. Tom Holland's that are out there. Yes, and I prefer uh, Thomas Netherlands myself, but uh, and he is very young for for this uh, role. Drink. Yeah, uh, I think so. But also, I, I feel like that Sony is kind of positioning Tom Holland to be the next. I don't know. They they want him to be Nathan Drake slash Indiana Jones for probably the next like twenty or thirty years. So I think it's he'll grow into it, and Mark Wahlberg will do some push ups at three in the morning, and he's going to be silly for a while too. No time to do a deuce. No, in his schedule, he does not budget for such things. Maybe he poops in the shower. Maybe wouldn't that be wild? He did budget like half an hour to shower. And like an hour to play golf every day and like 20 minutes to talk to his wife and kids, which is, yeah, fuck you guys. seems like the most realistic thing that a Hollywood celebrity would probably built into their schedule. But uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Mark Wahlberg's mom. Sorry. We roasted <laughs> workout routine. So Dude, hard. No. Mom died the next week. <laughs> You're fucked, man. <laughs> you fucking killed that old lady. Going to have 
<laughs> just roasted her son so not years of eating hamburgers feeble, from Wahlberg's feeble old heart just gave out when she heard that episode her, her clogged arteries from eating all that Wahlburgers and french fries and like I will say fucking her husband having like 40,000 Wahlberg kids yeah Mark Donnie Davy Davy Marcus Mark the other ones yeah Ricky Dale Ricky and Bobby (laughs) Walker in Texas (laughs) Ranger um Nino um Guadalupe the famous Wahlberg, Guadalupe yeah, Wahlberg. Guadalupe Wahlberg. I mean, not, just, not nearly as famous as Mark and Donnie, but uh, yeah, just in, de- in descending order. We named all of them in descending order of famousness. Yes. All 14 of the Wahlberg. Games. Yes, Guadalupe being the most popular. Exactly. Chino. Gino. Gino. Wahlberg. Chino and Gino. They're G- twins. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> Imagine being twins and just having the same name. That's Gino and Chino. Gino and Chino. What if you're running out of ideas at that point? What what if you were so immersed with somebody that you named your kid after uh let's just say Dale Earnhardt. Let's yeah. say you let's named just, your hypothetically, kid. if we're looking around the room and we had to think of a <laughs> cultural touchstone point, and then you look at the you look at the kitchen, you look towards the living room, you look down at your own arm and you're like <laughs> What about Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> what if you had Dale Earnhardt Jr.? Like you named your kid completely after him and just named him Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what if there's a twist? <laughs> I think that sounds like a dumb name. Well, what if you beat him wanna, to the punch and just went straight to the third? I want to know why people think it's okay to be like that's the ultimate in just me being full of myself to be like you know what this kid's name should be my name part two well what about george foreman he named all his kids george is that true yeah and his daughter was named georgette wow is that uh is that just being full of yourself or is that just an extreme lack of creativity at this point uh could be a little bit of both yeah i'm gonna say create lack of creativity and laziness nope my wife is home how about that anyways what do you think of uncharted <laughs> we haven't talked about that trailer at all have we we might want to hit a pause on this well, ryan we hit a pause on this and we've not been we've not been paused for long have we we've been paused for like 15 minutes negative it's been like five <laughs> oh as it? it feels like forever anyways your wife came home yep oh, god Friend. Hey Megan, <laughs> we're, we're, we are we are very glad you're here. So Megan came in and she has done a finger painting of three pumpkins stacked on top of each other. And I have to say I was quite impressed. What with does those it look finger like? Finger painting skills. What does it look like they're sitting on though? Uh, the ground, potentially some hay that's been bleached in the sun. <laughs> not like a septic tank of doo-doo nah that's what that's what you said but i know we all know what your art your art criticism skills are wonderful this this looks like shit this looks like a septic tank this well i didn't say that i didn't like it being a septic tank that's where people uh that's a term of endearment that's a term of endearment where i come from yeah it's cornbread and chicken where you're like my heart is as full as my family's septic tank it's overflowing (laughs) they're gonna have to get the truck out here this weekend because there's too much going on we're going mud (laughs) yep (laughs) welcome to the south (laughs) y'all yep holler back (laughs) y'all 
Uh, anyways, that Uncharted movie, uh, I am pretty ambivalent about it because I've never played any of those games. I know people like Uncharted because it's basically Indiana Jones, and this looks like it's if we okay. made Indiana Jones a 12-year-old because Tom Holland looks like he's 12 years old. Does that do anything for you? Yeah, especially compared to Mark Wahlberg. Be like just thinking about how much of Mark Wahlberg's day he's wasted doing push-ups for like 14 hours a day. Or like, and then he drinks like an egg milkshake or whatever he does. And then he has to and talk he goes to, to twerp. Yeah, and then he goes to bed at 6.30 or whatever. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up, you guys. Got to get to bed. Yep. <laughs> the sun's still out. Fuck off. Put the blackout curtains <laughs> up. We'll make it look like gut. night inside. It's night, night time for Mark Wahlberg. Uh, anyways, and also probably Tom Holland because he might be out past curfew. Ooh, because he's really, really young. He does look so He's so young. I don't even know how old he is. He's like 24 but he does legitimately look like he's about 17 or 18 years old. He's young enough to spit on it, as some people would say. Mm. Why? (laughs) Why? I don't know. There's a lot of crazy people out here. Uh, Well, speaking of things that are just crazy, Robin is bisexual now. Yeah. He was like, Superman, I am gay as well. Speaking of things that just... All right. That is nobody's committing to be full on gay. They're all like, no, we're bisexual. We're both. No, because DC is they're cowards. They're absolute cowards. If you want, if you want representation in your comics, have people come out and be firm. <laughs> it. I mean, I'm like we had the same conversation I think last week where we're absolutely fine with representation and these sorts of things don't make much difference in. Um, the actual storyline other than somebody on Fox news is going to be like, can you believe they made Robin gay and be like, I would who crazy that the, the young, the young man that hung out only exclusively with With Batman for years. You think he's gay with Batman? I'm just saying that somebody that's like, I cannot believe that we're changing the the sexuality of characters that these men that wore spandex and that hung out exclusively with each other in the 1960s. And one for like was a years. lot younger than the other. Yeah. I can't believe it's like made, he was grooming him. I can't believe if they made one of them gay, they like just chill out. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, this is the kind of thing that we covered extensively last week when we talked about Superman's son also being bisexual. Good, good for them. It's so crazy that people will get that upset about it, though, and something like that will actually make news. I I, I honestly hope for a world in the near future where stuff like this isn't news. <laughs> yeah, it's just like all right, <laughs> or well, the I, fact that you don't have to make an announcement at your comic convention that this is a thing that's going to continue. Well, it's a selling point too, because so so many people. It's like a <gasps> I can't believe they did it. But I mean, really, it's just like, hey, you know, who cares where you're putting your dick or your that's vagina? The, that's the thing. I don't think that someone's sexual identity should be a selling point for something. <laughs> yeah. If you put your dick in a butt or if you put your dick in a mouth. Or it could be a or man your dick or a in a woman. box, for that matter. Mm, that's my dick in a box. <laughs> it's my dick in a box, girl. Uh, so and there's a new uh, Miss Marvel promo art that is seemingly confirming a major change to the characters' powers. Ryan, you posted this. What are these major changes to these characters' powers? Well, so I believe so- the first time I became aware of her was whenever that horrible Avengers game came out. 
<laughs> yep. Right. Um, I had not seen this People character. People were not very happy about that one, and for a good reason, because it seemed like it was pretty bad. Yeah. So she, her, her uh, powers were like her hands would get big, and I feel like she could stretch. Mm. Um, just did what, I read just what this? I like to hear. <laughs> no, I didn't. So I'm just here to tell you that her powers are called embiggen. Oh, well, I, my my penis is embiggen. Yeah, something more along the lines of what fans would expect from a m- member of the Green Lantern Corps. Yep. Anyways. Did we read this? No. Nah. Are we excited to see what it could be? Yeah. We're desperately looking so is we can Ms. tell Marvel you. Is Marvel expected to hit Disney Plus later this year? L- yes. What? 2021? Yeah. Later this year. Oh, I'm excited. So- <laughs> this would be something I'd be excited about. Anyways, Gunther uh, is dead. So RIP. Okay. <laughs> That's from friends. My man had prostate butt cancer. James Michael Tyler, rest in peace, 1962 to 2021. So butt cancer has taken another person. Uh, there's a needler uh, Nerf gun that's available <laughs> for pre-order. That's a weird thing to follow that up with. We have dealt with some things expertly tonight. We talked about a tragic shooting on the film Rust. We talked about Miss Marvel's big hands. Gunther's dead. Uh, there's a Nerf gun from Halo that they're selling to. <laughs> yeah, this actually looked cool. I was posting this because I remember the Needler was such a terrible weapon, but to see it in a Nerf gun, I would be pretty excited about it. So from what I read, it says Nerf has made its LMDT Halo Needler Limited. available. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, we can say that. <laughs> Available for pre-order for $100. Has 10 darts that will light up when shot and glow or go dark after hitting their target to mimic the needles from the game in Halo. That's pretty fucking sick, man. That is actually really sick. I was really stoked. Didn't uh, think about that being limited because that's how it's LMDT. Like whoever wrote this fucking article couldn't just put it out there. My wife's making (laughs) fun of me. I want to know how much time you're saving by abbreviating that word. That's all you did was take the vowels out of it. Yeah. I mean, where'd you go to fucking will of fortune and couldn't afford it? Get out of town. (laughs) Um, Xbox and Wu Tang are working on an action RPG. Um, What? Wu Tang clan. That stands for role playing game. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but most people would call that RPG. Um, not to be confused with limited, which is lim- LMTD. Uh, LMTD RPG. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be around for long. It's like STD. Just tell me what it is. Well, Don't- that will be around forever unless you get the right medicine. Mm, we'll find out. I think some things go away with time. Jake, I recently found out I had an STD that I got from my wife. Or maybe she got it from me. Who knows? It's it has three letters. Super and I'll terrific. Just leave it at that. Super terrific dong. So <laughs> she's mouthing at me. I would have told you guys what it was, but she's here. I'll tell you next week. But <laughs> no, it's too it's too late. Yes. So next week we can learn about HPV. All right. Who wants to share a drink with me? No, I meant like we're going to drink out of it together. Oh, well, there we go. So, Ryan. That's all the news we have. That is all the news we have. It's time for the it's time for the main event. The Squidland Games. The Squil- it's a Squilliam Fancy Sun Games. The Squidland Limiting Dongs. So, if you've been living under a rock, 
Um, or a squid. Or a squid, for that matter. Uh, squid Game is the biggest fucking thing that's ever been on Netflix, crazily enough. This Korean uh, comedy drama that has the highest stakes imaginable in that you're going to get shot if you cannot play a children's game. I honestly, like, when I saw this pop up on Netflix about a month ago, me and Olivia both were under the impression that that's not my name some kind exactly sorry I did not watch this with you we were under the impression that this was some kind of like Korean game show and until we watched a trailer for it did not even realize what it was but man if it hasn't taken off in popularity ever since then it's almost I don't I mean I don't want to be I don't want to toot my own horn here but we kind of watched this and Tiger King before it got popular so I watch everything before (laughs) it's cool I push up my imaginary glasses on my forehead just to let Mm -hmm. just to let you know I was into this before it was cool he's wearing (laughs) glasses but they're not even real glasses (laughs) it's true I do wear fake glasses yep see (laughs) hipsters (laughs) (laughs) uh so and so after we finished this, I was like, Ryan, you gotta watch you gotta watch Squid Game. It's the fucking craziest thing you're ever gonna see in your fucking life. Like it's gonna it's gonna change your life. And I be- told you, Jake, do you really think so? I said, Yeah, probably. Why don't you why don't you give it a shot? So uh we watched this a couple of weeks ago. You had just finished it last night. Oh, so. I finished it last night, yes. Me and my wife, Deborah. <laughs> Yeah, my wife Deborah. That was the first name you can come up with was Deborah. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. Real broadly, mm-hmm. what did you? What were your impressions of this before we get into the absolute batshit insane story that that Squid Games consists of? Going in, I knew that that it was going to be a little crazy. Um, so I don't know. Uh, the highlights for me, I guess are the struggles emotionally and morale, how that works. Um, you know, it questions people's thought process when they're in high stakes situations right? and just lumping a bunch of people together. You think working in teams is hard enough, but then when it's life and death, um, there's some extra uh, dimensions that are added, especially emotionally, because people are more likely to be, um, I don't know, have more of an array of emotions, stronger emotions towards things. Um, So I think that's kind of the premise of it. It's kind of like a what if um, situation. And then, you know, you tack on the fact that there is um, a dog walking around with his fucking nails all over the fucking floor. Sit down. I don't remember that in the show. No, it's my dog. Oh, Um, no way. And then just like we learned about some of the games in um, these other countries and stuff like that. Never questioned. Never questioned it. I, I the thing that I liked about this was that even though they have they've clearly gotten a lot of people that are down on their luck and they're in financial trouble, they're never most of them are not presented as people that are necessarily deserving of this. It's almost like they they just kind of gather these they pre, they prey upon people that are in these vulnerable situations and they're all financially strapped and and largely it's because they have fallen victim to a system that has kind of left them behind. So I don't know how much people read into this and say this, this is some kind of indictment on capitalism and this sort of thing. I think it's just that these people are, 
they're kind of like just people that are marginalized and maybe fell through the cracks. And a lot of the, the, the decisions that they make have just kind of dug them deeper into the situations that they're in. But none of them are necessarily presented as bad people other than maybe that one guy that's got the dragon tattoo on his neck. who's just a fucking dick the whole way through and through. But even he or a tiny dick is which we even out. his tiny dick is as we learned because they had sex with that lady in the bathroom and so um, cigarettes. <laughs> um, he, even he is owes money to people that are kind of above him. So as much as he tries to play himself off as a badass and a gangster, he owes a lot of money to uh, the Korean mafia, I guess. So uh, even he has kind of found himself a victim to this, this system, which is just kind of taken, taken advantage of people that are down on their luck. And there's no real way for them to kind of pull their way out of it. But so you know, from here on out, spoilers for Squid Game. If you haven't watched it, seriously, I don't know what you're doing. But um, you know, this this show is honestly it's it's fantastic. So it's it's been a couple of weeks since I've watched this, and I've had plenty of time to to think about this and and digest a lot of the things that are going on in this. But it, it's just it's a really well made show, and I think that it speaks to the the volume of the writing and the amount of just good characterization that, regardless of whether you're watching this and the original language or if you're watching the dubbed version i think that it's written which we did and acted well enough that you connect with these characters in a way that it kind of breaks down this cultural divide in a way that's just really entertaining to just watch and and just let this kind of watch wash over you uh I haven't watched anything like this in a long time that I just, I had no previous connection to it. Really didn't expect anything since Tiger King, since Tiger King, (laughs) since the other thing that Netflix just stormed the world with. (laughs) Um, I I just think that this was just a fantastically well-made show and the production value is so high and it's fucking gory and violent and surprising that, something like that necessarily is able to catch on is in as many countries across the world and be as popular as it is. Because I, I think that even, you know, certain other Netflix properties that have this kind of level of violence and gore in it, like this fear street movies, mm-hmm. while they were good, I don't think that they were, they were not a global phenomenon in the same sort of way. No. And I think, it's not necessarily the gore in it, but I think it's just a level of writing that these characters are universal. Like we all probably know somebody that is the lovable, just idiot that he's, he's well-meaning, but man, he just cannot get his shit together. Like, um, mm-hmm. like the, the main character in this, uh, Gihon, as you look it up, Song Gihon <laughs> is his, is his full name. But, um, I, I just think it's it's a testament to how well that these characters are written that you have that connection to them. Like he should not be a character that people really like or root for because the very first thing you see of him is that he is mooching off his mom. He steals her fucking debit card and goes down to the bank and Mm -hmm. takes out a whole bunch of cash and goes and gambles at the horse, (laughs) the horse track. But he won. Yeah, he won. But then he got mugged. And it got his money stolen from and uh, beat up by the people he owes money to. Exactly. And just, just, 
it's not someone that you would necessarily be like, oh, this is the main character that everyone is going to be rooting for uh, at the end. He's like, he's he's just he's kind of a fuck up. He obviously is because of the situation he's in. He can't. He like forgets it's his uh, daughter's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like most people has would to ga- has to gamble at the horse track just to have enough money to buy her like uh to take her out to like a food truck or whatever uh and he's he's dealing with his own shit where his ex-wife and his her current husband they're planning on moving to california i think mm-hmm. to well, get a new job America, yeah that. get a new job and start over and he doesn't want that to happen uh but you know, it's it's clear that that's probably the best thing for them. And then there's some of the other characters that um, we have. Uh, Song Wu, who is the apparently he's he's like the childhood genius or whatever, golden child. But he has fallen on hard times as well because he's been involved in some uh, dodge, dodgy investment deals, I think, and he's been caught stealing money from some of his clients. Are you reading that? Wanted by the police. And so he is kind yeah. of finds himself in this as well. And they say this over and over again, where he goes to SNU, which I think is Seoul National University. And apparently that's a prestigious uh, college. It seems like whenever it's brought up, he kind of resents the fact that it's brought up. Yeah, but it's but uh, Gihon is always he brings it up multiple times and you can tell that he's like oh this is a guy i grew up with it's really smart he's supposed to be really successful like they really hype him up to be this kind of genius and maybe he is but he's also he's got this arrogance about him that lead has led him into making these bad decisions but he's not like a bad guy in the he's beginning. not a bad guy but he's actually pretty nice tell that his arrogance kind of pushes him in that direction where he looks down on people and is not you know, we we know people that are like that, where their intelligence kind of leads them into a direction that they kind of disregard the way that they other people think and feel. I wonder if I'm that person because I'm trying to. Yes, think. I'm looking if directly. Anybody that I know, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't I don't know think anybody of anybody like that. Anybody that's like this that I know of. Um, but yeah, like there was the he mentioned like he put up his mom's business as collateral and didn't tell her about it, and that's the reason and I think why the house too in the house as well, and she doesn't know about any of this, and so she thinks that he's just off like on a in business America. trip. And he's turns out he's in the same city. He's like fucking broke. He's running from the police. Uh, we have uh, Sabiok, who is a defector from North Korea. And so her father is dead. Her mom's still in North Korea and her brother is in a orphanage. And so the big reason that she is kind of chosen participates in this is because she wants to uh, rescue her mom from the North. She wants to get her uh, brother out of a, uh, Orphanage. Not orphanage. Why did I say prison? Well, it's a child year old prison. that they locked up. <laughs> it's uh, North Korea, my friends. We have Ali, who is a Pakistani immigrant to Korea. Soft birthday. Soft br- What? <laughs> that guy I is so soft. Such a nice guy. But the real... Soft as fuck, dude. He didn't get paid any money for all the work he did. He's a little pissed off about it, so... Yeah, he didn't fuck that guy's arm up, but... He's such a soft player in this soft game. Soft birthday. So soft. <laughs> and then you have the old man, player 001. Uh, a few other characters. Piss pants. Piss pants. <laughs> he does piss his pants later, and he's got a brain tumor. 
but yeah, maybe there's he's got some secret. Maybe old men got secrets too, Ryan. You know that they need to wear diapers. You know, old men got secrets too. <laughs> I mean, I got secrets, and I'm old. Yeah. And uh, we have wannabe gangster with a dragon tattoo, Doc Su, aka uh, Dragon Face. We have Han Min Yao, or Snake who Face, is, who is the lady in the English version. At least she has this very over the top. Oh, uh, this is a screech! <laughs> <laughs> we gave all these people like nicknames. <laughs> Her voice is like nails on a chalkboard, and whenever you hear like the regular version, like the American version, got some of the the overdub. Got some of the uh, some of the characterizations were not far off, but hers was just very over cartoonish, done, yeah, <laughs> elaborate as fuck. I think that they looked at her facial expressions, and were like, "No, we really need to turn this up to 11, But her yeah. actual voice is not. She has a deeper as, voice. Yeah, it's deeper, and it's not nearly as just I don't know in your face. Like maybe soft birthday wasn't as soft either. Um, like yeah. in the regular, no, nah, his his uh, Korean voice was not quite not quite the same. Uh, and then we have the, the cop, Wang Jun-ho, and we're just going to go ahead and spoil it. Wang Jun-ho's brother, the front man, no. <laughs> who is uh, the kind of one of the people who is over this uh, organization. Uh, he's the guy with that's got a mask that's different from all the rest of the masks. And he's sort of in charge, but maybe he and other people in charge of him. I mean, Yeah, clearly. he's like a middleman. Yeah. He holds shit together, but he's still getting... Orders from people. He's going to be like the next guy to go up. Probably. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, I think again, it is a testament to how well and believably written that these characters are that despite the language barrier and despite some cultural things that we just don't quite get, they have this universal thing that does cut through. A, a, it's just a universally translate. And I think that's part of the reason why people like this is that these characters are fun to kind of identify with and you root for some of them well that's and against a, some a of good them. <laughs> that's a good mix because you have people that are in these tight situations for dumb shit they've done and you look down on them and you're like fuck this person and then you find common ground with them and then you root for them yes yeah i mean there's so there's good writing just a, it's a lot there's a lot going on but it's i i was really surprised at the first two episodes of this, how we, we spend a lot of time in the real world. And then we go into the game where they're, are they're not kidnapped, but they agree to participate. And so a van rolls up, a windowless van rolls up outside your house, Ryan. They're like, Hey, you want to get in my windowless van? And you're like, all right, we've got three fifths, three fourths of the PlayStation logo on this card. I'll get in this van. And then they put you to sleep <laughs> and then you wake up and uh, they changed your clothes. You were in a track suit and you don't know where yeah, you're at. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Track suit looks I know a guy though. who got drunk one night and some girl <laughs> changed his clothes for him. And I remember him thinking to himself, that's weird. Yep. <laughs> Which most people would. So they there's 456 players. They wake up in a fucking dormitory somewhere. It's like a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, a warehouse with a bunch of bunk beds in it. Uh, and they're like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, all right, well, anyways, you guys are here. We're going to give you some money. We just got to play some playground games. They're like, that sounds fucking easy. I'm down. Well, there was initiation to get in this too. Right. They all got cards. They're like, Hey, you broke ass. You want to come play a squid game? And they're like, sure. What? You can make some money doing I want to win 450 billion won. Well, they don't know that in the beginning. Yeah. And they don't know that the more people die, the more that their shares well, are. They don't kind of know forfeited. that people are going to die. They just they, think you're true. They don't know people going to die. They don't. So um, the first game, 
Red light, green light. We've played that on a playground before. I don't know if I've played it on a playground, but I've definitely played it before. I've heard of it. You've heard of it? I've heard of it. <laughs> and that I shit my pants when they started shooting all those people. <laughs> I'm an, I was actually the old man in this. Uh, I shit myself. This is the American version. Um, yeah, so initially they take everybody out there, like all the players. And there is this... I mean, you've seen it. It was very popular. There is this like lady... It's a, like, ro- it's a robot girl. Little girl, yeah. Where you say... You, you turn around and you say green light. Or actually, you say green light, and then you turn around and say red light. And, and if the you people that, that move, yeah, you're out. Only when you're out of this, you're really out of it because you're getting shot in the head. And when the first like, person dies, everybody's machine. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then like literally about 200 other people get sh- <laughs> just mowed down by an absolute spray of bullets raining down from every corner of this. Our main arena. character almost dies, too. Very he much. trips and falls. Soft birthday. Catches just his catches body. Him and holds him for the longest amount of time. Anyways, hashtag justice for soft birthday. He deserved better. Um, (laughs) But after this, start of episode two, they give them the option to leave because uh, I think... Well, they signed a clause and somebody paid attention to it. He paid attention to it and was like, hey, it's in the contract. Like, if we don't want to do this anymore, we can leave. And they're like, okay, fine. Like, if you take a vote and the majority is like, hey, we want to get out of here, y'all can leave. And I think that anyone could just leave if they wanted to as well obviously they're forfeit they're forfeiting the buddy sebastian is uh he's after my xlr my spare xlr cable good thing it's the spare one it is the spare one both of these are functional you know i enjoy the fact that this episode is called hell and this is when they go back to their lives right and then they realize their own lives may be hell but I was super surprised that we had all of that set up to get into that first game and they just leave. And then we have an entire episode where they're back on the outside. Like, I really thought this was going to be like Harry Potter, where they're just stuck there for the next eight years of their lives. And old we never runs, get to see what happens after that. We run into old man out there. He does. wonder if that's strategic. It absolutely is once we find out later but why do we go with that one character why does the old man go to that character as opposed to anybody else because he's the main character but also i think that he he likes him and he also know i think he's kind of the one who's rooting for him to win because i I think that if he wanted anyone to win out of them it was probably him because he thought he was a good person and be like you are down on your luck because you're kind of a fuckhead and an idiot but you are a good person at heart and I want you to kind of succeed. So I think that he definitely comes to him and kind of nudges him back to it. But we see every single one of these characters, basically they just, they get dropped off at like a sack of potatoes at the curbside and they go back to their normal lives for like a couple of days and they all decide to go back in. For the most part, not everybody came back. Almost every single one of them. One lady who was very against doing it and was like, yeah, let's go. She's like, I even named my kid. And then her broke ass shows up in there later on. That was, uh, what's her name? Lady with the loud voice. Screech. Screech. Yeah. Turns out she didn't have a kid or maybe she did. I can't remember. I think it was a lie. She tells multiple lies in this. Yeah. She pretty much a full kid. She's not very truthful for the most part in most of this. Uh, but yeah, I so surprised to see them leave and come back. Honestly, I really... (laughs) Well, I mean, the episode's called Hell, which I thought was very interesting that you're finally free, yet you're not really free. Because, I mean, 
you haven't been altered by the events that take place in this game enough to weigh. I it seems like they couldn't weigh the um, advantages and disadvantages of being in this game. It's life or death. I would say you're already scarred for life at this point. But you think so? Maybe you could go it didn't back. Seem like the players were. You could just have some mild PTSD. So just a little bit of screaming in your sleep, but maybe you can live a normal life, but you're in debt. So how long before the tax man of a debt collector comes to uh, have, have you pay his due? I don't know. I, I thought that was a fascinating turn that they actually did that. But most of them go back and they're like, you know what? Got to risk it for the biscuit. And I love fucking love biscuits, man. A biscuit bill. I'm, I'm going back for all that money. So they, a lot of them come come back, and uh, then they're like, "Our lives kind of suck." So you know what? Why not? Why don't we play some more hopscotch and and other bullshit? Let's well, the next one they end cookies. up licking. Yeah, they lick <laughs> cookies. Basically, there's a cookie, and you decide prior to the game and knowing what it is, a shape. You pick a shape and you stand at it. Free will. You get to choose what you want. Yeah. Um, our smarty pants. Um, Sungwoo. Yeah, he kind of already knows what the game's going to be because he recognizes what the shapes are. And um, I don't know. He, I don't know how he did that. Like, I know he had a flashback, but I don't know how you would know that. But anyway, um, so he goes and he knows what it, the game's going to be. And he watches everybody pick the wrong shape, just different shapes. He actually kind of encourages the fact for other people to die. Cause so, so this is your first look, looking back on it retrospectively. This is your first hint and be like, Oh, this nerdy, nice guy. Maybe he's a fucker. Maybe he's manipulating all, some of this to his advantage. And maybe this is part of the reason why he's in this situation. Cause he's loves to manipulate people. And maybe it also shows where he thinks people are in the game. Like his best friend, who is our main character, he tries to encourage him. Uh, he speaks up whenever he finds out that he's going for the star, which is probably like the hardest one. And then he just kind of lets him go. Right. Because that would also reveal too much to the other players that he had an idea and maybe that he's untrustworthy. Um. So, but our main character is very smart. He's smart and he is surprisingly good at what he does. So he, even though he maybe lucked his way into he it with that red light, green light, but he's very, uh, he's quick on his feet. And that's going to be something that uh, his adaptability and his, I don't know, maybe code of morality is going to be something that's going to help him the, the further on we, we get into this. Um, they have... They realize at one point that they can uh, just kill people in the the little fucking warehouse where all their bunk beds are. So they have multiple just out and out brawls it's where people like are gang stabbing fight. each other and just whacking each other. With- we were watching that. And I was like, this is the most outlandish thing. Like it just I get like maybe a little outburst, but that was like went on for a while. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing. Then the old man gets on the top, top bunk is like. I need you to stop doing this. This is not right. We need to play the game. You know, that's the American overdub, which I've done really which well actually before. did the voice for. Yeah, I've a done A lot of that. people don't know that, but your name's in the credits for this. Yeah, it might as well be. No, I've been getting uh, a little bit high and then doing this. And like, I'll be like with you've Megan. Been, you've been pissing your pants and then wrapping a jacket around yourself? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I've been smoking some CBD and I'll just look at my wife and I'll be like, this is why we play the game. 
to win. And I don't know why. It Can seems right to me that I got it spot on. But I don't know. I'm in my mouth whenever I say that, so I don't know. Uh, um, so we lick some cookies. We see some people die. We see some more people die. And we see some more cookies get licked. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> Man, if that isn't a, if you ain't got a squid game, I don't know what what kind of game you got after that point. Yeah, and if you break the shape, um, so it's perforated a little bit, right? Yeah, um, there's a few holes in there. Yeah, that you can kind of jab. But at if a you bit. break the actual shape, and it will shoot you on sight. The first guy who dies, and so it's like a playground situation, and he's on top of the slide. Like, okay, King Dingaling up here decided to get on top of the slide. Well, they shoot him and he bleeds and there's like a streak of blood all the way down the slide. And that's when everybody panics a little bit. Big streak of blood. There was a huge. Not a small one. Large streak of blood. It's like a period size blood. Like, I mean, like a heavy flow. I love how you shake your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. You want the wide ones. Yeah. Extra wide. mm -hmm. Um, Double wides. So our hero, he escapes. And he also helps the old man um, get through, too, because the old man's like, I look at what you do and I follow. So then they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. He's going to help him out on, on several occasions. Yeah. Uh, until uh, he screws has to make sure it. that motherfucker dies. Yeah, until he screws him out of some marbles. <laughs> really just. Fucks him over with those marbles, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, but it's kind of like the old man lost his marbles. Because what we've learned about the old man is he has a brain tumor and his memory comes and goes. Does he have dementia or is it an act? But he does have kind a tumor. Of. He does have a tumor, doesn't he? There's no rumor about the tumor. Uh, what is the next one? Is it the uh, tug uh, of war? God damn it. So, I made notes about this. I was high when I watched this. This was your I'm favorite just, episode, wasn't it? Because I critique the shit out of things that I'm high. So, Ryan, you've got a notes page. Let I it, have three notes here. Let it, let all three of them notes rip. Okay, so we talked about the prison fight. It takes place in that episode, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't. I fell asleep in one of these. And yeah. I just woke up and everybody was stabbing each other. Yeah, I just said. whacking each other with like mattresses and stuff. It was, was so like, outlandish. I was like, how <laughs> dramatic was that prison fight? I looked over at my wife and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, this is where we decide that that one guy is uh, birthday soft. Soft birthday. That was the one. Birthday soft. Because he's like. Oh, what do I do? You know, I was like, this guy's going to die pretty quick. Um, The uh, old dude. uh, So God, God bless. So this one is like the tug of war scene. So you go up really high up in this warehouse and you're probably going like maybe seven or eight stories up in the air. It's pretty tall. You have to take an elevator to get to the top. You got to take an elevator. But how long do you think that elevator ride is, Jake? How uh, long? 10, 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Not five, 10 minutes because this It's old... enough to monologue for quite some time. Well, this old motherfucker, <laughs> he's like, I come up with an idea when I was younger. I don't know. And now he's like an old black man. When I was younger, what we used to do here. This uh, accent isn't racist because I'm making, going I'm all covering every single race with this accent that I'm doing. Well, I can do this too. So, you know, 
um, everybody's out there. So anyway, old guy talks for like five minutes about how they're going to win this. And he goes into this is life or death, you old motherfucker. And you're telling us like giving us all the rundown to the story. It's like when my wife tells me stories that she just goes and tells me like feelings and shit like that. And I'm like, just what's the main part of the story? And, um, she's sitting here now. So she's heard me say this before. The main part of the story. Give me the facts, man. So the old man, eventually they finally fucking pried out of his dementia ass brain where he could fucking remember (laughs) now. Fuck Christ. Well, so is that too far? The strategy is pull really hard. And, uh, but you got to tilt your head back to the sky and then you got to lay down. And then you got to flop like a fish a little bit. Everybody's got to be on each side. Yeah. Every other person's on one side of yeah, the Yeah, they're, they're staggered. Uh, and that's like the strategy. And the, the reason that, and this comes up multiple times where they're like, we don't want no girls on our team because girls ain't good at stuff. And, that's <laughs> and they basi- wear pants. And that's Women wearing trousers, get the hell out of here. Basically what a lot of the sentiment was where they, when they were picking teams, they'd be like, oh, this is always like a test of physical strength and you know, we're men, men are strong and we're good at things and we can sure tug that rope. Can't we <laughs> men sure know a lot about tugging ropes. Amen. Just Especially old people yanking on them, pulling on them, just pulling on some to the, standing to the side of another man, <laughs> laying all the way down right into his crunch, yank, yank that rope real good. Um, You know, uh, the last couple of <laughs> movies that we watched, they've kind of been stupidly, um, like uh what do you call it whenever discriminatory towards women like this is like hey no women on the team because they're weak hey um you're wearing pants you can't be here oh, jungle Why? cruise where yeah. he's like hey you're wearing pants i'm gonna call you pants from now on be like that's a great nickname Dwayne the rock johnson yeah <laughs> like but a lot of movies are doing that now and i understand we're in a different time period where people are like being more um culturally appropriate let's just say maybe just calling things out for being as ridiculous as they are yeah but it seems like whenever people do that now they kind of it's kind of playful like oh women are weak uh they can't do this well that just seems dumb to me right like and hey a woman's wearing pants i don't know it just seems like you would hit on something that's a little more of an issue than that like hey you have a vagina so i'm better than you or something like that you know Something, something a little that more we brash all could relate to. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like they would be a little more brash about it instead of being like something silly. Where you're like, why couldn't a woman be? You know, I think that. I mean, they they also say like we don't want an old man on our team or, who pisses himself. Yeah, because you don't want to smell like pee or get peed on. You don't want to smell like pee, and you don't want to get yanked over this bottomless chasm. I wonder if the women started syncing up in this. Oh. I don't think they were there long enough. Who knows? Also, there was blood everywhere. There's like four women in this whole group. So there's not like that many. <laughs> uh, there was, is the, uh, the the preacher guy on their team? Oh, there was way the, more than the four women. Tug of war. I mean, there's way more than that, but that yeah. we actually focus on. There's not that many. Yeah. Um, the preacher guy was on their tug of war team, wasn't he? Yeah. Where he's like super religious. And then uh, the one girl was like, hey. You should thank the old man because he yeah. saved you with the strategy instead of your God, which we talked about earlier. I was like, Jake, I was surprised to see that there was like some Christianity here. Um, and then you said that America had a lot of influence on some after the Korean War, which may have explained why 
Um, There's a lot more churches in in South Korea than most other places in Asia. So that blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, but even around here, there's like several Korean churches, even in our small community. Even in Greensboro, there's like three different Korean churches. So I have seen a Korean church. Um, I think there's one out in Oak Ridge, or not Oak Ridge. Um, one it's over Colfax. By, there's one over by Okola Mall. Um, one by the Emporium, I do believe. Could be wrong. That's the King's Motel. Mm. Not a Korean church. It's actually a cracked in. Not the same place. Mm. King's Motel. Mm. I think Love they em. go by the Oyo now. <laughs> All right. Onward. You. It's Coco down at the Oyo. <laughs> no, I do not go down to the Oyo. Um, this is an actual place. I'm not making this up. It's fucking absolute shithole <laughs> it is a shithole um i would not go there because it's just prostitutes and drugs and i see a lot of ambulances go over there yeah because of all the crack and you would think that but maybe not maybe there might just be a lot of love that people are giving over there mm-hmm. yeah uh what else is what else is happening in squid game uh it things kind of there's a whole side plot where there's a cop that kind of infiltrates it after they come back because his brother is missing and he finds the card in his room or whatever the invitation card the invitation card so he's like all right i'm gonna go squid games and so there's a whole b plot where he is uh impersonating the different like members of the organization so he's like leveling up because he keeps like knocking people out and taking breaks the fourth wall yeah taking their masks and stuff tiny rooms Um, these people sleep in very tiny they can't like talk to each other can't do much of anything but we learn that there's some of them are like the dead bodies. They recruited one of the contestants who is a doctor uh, to help them harvest organs and sell them on the black market. And in exchange, mm-hmm. they tell the doctor what the games are beforehand. And so that's why he gets like kind of a leg up on some of these things. Sometimes one time he got really mad and was like, what is it? And then they killed, killed him. him. Yes. Yeah. So he didn't get a leg up for very long, but they probably sold that leg on the black market for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be the irony if they yeah. sold his organs. Yeah. How about that? But instead they hung him for display. Yeah, they did. With the other four or three um, minions is what I call those guys. They are basically minions. Aren't They're they? like Pepto-Bismol minions. <laughs> Definitely going to be the Halloween costume that you're going to be seeing everywhere this weekend. <laughs> you is, think so? Yeah. If you, you think you're going to see more of that or more of the tracksuit? Oh, good question. I think that the uh, minions are more recognizable, even though they play like a smaller part. But definitely, you put a four, definitely, five, six on you, and you're good. Really, haven't talked about like the, the the visual aspects of this at all. But it's just a really bright and colorful show, which I think is supposed to kind of be evocative of the fact that they're playing like children's games and the masks too. Yeah. Just trying to make everyone like look the same and, and act and feel the same. It's such a, I don't know. It's, it's not like a groundbreaking sort of thing, but it's a very uh, bold sort of stylistic choice. And it's going to be something that people kind of just sticks with them. Um, but yeah, so there's some more squid games going about uh, the tug of war episode. I thought was really good. Then there's the uh, brothers episode, which I think is what, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna butcher this. Kagambu stands for is like brothers or best friends or whatever. Lovers. It doesn't mean lovers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that old guy and that young guy. 
fucking bumping uglies. <laughs> so this is the one where um, they separate them into teams and they're like, pick them, uh, pick all those people up. <laughs> we have an odd number and um, basically they put them in a room and they say, pick a partner and everybody picks a partner. Thinking and, they're going to be fighting against other people. But they're fighting against their partner. Right. And then they're like, hey. There's a husband and wife that team up. Megan, can you please stop texting the man? So which one is Drew and which one's going to be Jonathan? <laughs> That's amazing. Me and my wife were going as the property brothers. I was super drunk or high. Was, which one was I? I don't know. I was one or the other. And I said that. And then my wife's like, That's a great idea. I like it. Uh, I'll be the third one. They're weird emo brother. Oh, he is so weird. <laughs> he is so weird. Like, where'd you come from? Ugh. That's like Tom Hanks's two sons. Megan's also got a tool belt. She's really excited about. Look at this tool belt, Jake. It has places for alcohol to go. That's pretty smart. Yeah. That's what I'd want in my toolkit. Yeah. You know, what's not really smart is whenever you take advice from somebody who is inebriated in any sort of way. I don't know. I think we've had some pretty fucking good. Oh, I love that shot belt. <laughs> so Jonathan's the one that always wears flannels, right? And Drew's the real estate agent. Yeah, I'll be so wearing some kind of you're suit. Wear like a fucking sweater and be like, oh, look at me. Oh yeah, I could probably get away with wearing like yeah, a nice just sweater. Wear a sweater. No, it's oh, gonna be a suit. no, I'm gonna do the sweater because I'll be way more comfortable in a sweater. I'll just look like a douchebag. I feel like Jonathan usually wears sweaters or something, but his style has evolved to be more like, oh, or sorry, I mean Drew. Real estate one and carpenter one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm carpenter one. He's real <laughs> yep. We're going to sell you some houses. We're going to go to some places. We're going to look at some stuff. Right we're now, we're going to show you. We're going to show you something that you can't house. afford that has everything you've asked for. I love that. I, that's my favorite part of the original Property Brothers is when they were like, the dismay. oh, this is our dream house. And they're like, guess what? You can't afford this. <gasps> Boom. Oh, like, like we got to look face. at some POSs and fix them up. That's what this show's about. And to be like, for the people that participate in that show that have never seen it before, like after like the third episode, surely if you get invited to be on Property Brothers, you'd be like, oh, well, they're going to show us like a house that's perfect. And they're going to be like, it's four and a half million dollars. One might like, think it's surely, <laughs> surely you would get it at that point and be like, oh, OK, so we're going to have to get one that's a fixer up or whatever. Yeah, that well, might be what I do tonight is watch some Property Brothers. Probably take the edge off. Mm-hmm. Take the edge off Squid Games is with some property brothers. Dude, sometimes it's nice to watch stupid TV. I like their one that were they're like Forever House. Be like, hey, we're fixing up your Forever House because you'll live in this house forever. We're as all, they lock the door and as they never lock the open door back up. And then they say red it's time to play some red light, green light. This is the crossover episode. <laughs> um, okay, so back. We're playing. We're, we've picked partners. We're, and playing we're playing marbles, and it's time to fuck each other with marbles. No. Fuck each other over with marbles. The old man with the tumor yep. loses is, all is of he, his marbles. Is he? He does lose his marbles. Is he fucking with him, or is he not? I think that he was manipulating it the entire time. Um, we haven't even made it to that point yet. So the old man goes back and forth if he... Pay, if he knows what's going on because he has like dementia or something we're assuming, or if he knows what's going on because he calls out the main character for fucking him over, but he let the main character fuck him over. So 
It's and then he's he like, costs, I got like, this brain tumor, so it doesn't matter. And he's like, I this looks like my fucking neighborhood. My kid used to live here, and my yeah. wife. And he's like, Hey, I used to live in a neighborhood that looked like this too. <gasps> and we're like, Oh, we all lived in a neighborhood that looked like this. <laughs> probably. Uh, I liked that. I think that was probably my favorite set where they just rebuilt this entire little town in <laughs> this warehouse. I think this like episode a, was one of the better ones. Yeah, it is one of the better ones. And I think it's definitely, uh, there was a lot of heavy handed symbolism with the fact that we painted this like sunset on the walls. Be like, I bet nobody's going to have a sunset on their time in this show in this episode. <laughs> yep. Um, we lose, uh, oh, uh, one guy loses his wife. Um, we lose soft birthday. Yeah. Because soft birthday was betrayed by the other guy. Songwoo gave him a bag of rocks. Yeah. Instead of marbles. (laughs) And he was like, oh no. And he was just so soft. God, he was so soft. I was like, it's your time, man. Right up to the, right up to the very end. Yeah. Yeah. He really did deserve better. I felt, felt pretty bad for him. There um, was a girl came out of nowhere to play um, the main girl in this thing. Like the girl that she faces off with, they just talked about shit. And then she was like, just go live your life. And she's like, all right, well, this is definitely going to mess with me for a little while. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, Gihon and the old man. Uh, and they had their own thing. The, the whole side plot where he's like, we got to play a game. And he's like, the whole time he's the old man is just like, oh, I got to look, try to find where my old house was. And he's just running all over the place. And he's like, we got to play something or they're going to shoot both of us. You don't seem to understand. And so he tricks him and it gets his or does he or whatever. Or does he just go along with it? Um, In my notes, I put, did the minion cry when he killed the old man? So this is a show where. Usually they don't shy away from shooting people on camera. So if you see, if we see you die on camera, you're dead. But we never see the old man get shot. We also don't see Ali get shot, even though it's heavily implied that he is also dead. But they do not. They only focus on Sungwoo's face, and then we hear like a Ali? gunshot in the background. Yeah, when they're shooting him. Oh well, you see him the next episode. He's dead. being put in a yeah. box. So, but we don't see, we don't see the old man. So the, this was one definitely, but when we first watched this, this was probably like the saddest one, honestly, because, and, and again, you knew it was coming. We know it's coming. We know that it's highly unlikely that this sweet old man is somehow going to bumble his way all the way through this fucking death game that everybody is involved in but and he's had such a great time yeah he's having a great time he's, he's smiling and yeah living his life he's having a big old time living man. his best life uh things get darker from here on out <laughs> yeah so the next game is the fucking glass hopscotch or what is yeah that? the glass bridge <laughs> uh so I like the thing that I liked about this one is that some of these games there is like a strategy involved in uh, you can kind of guess what's going to happen. But this one, they were just like, guess what? Go first. Fucking bad luck. Don't even worry about it. Like, there's no fucking way that you can tell which one of these is fake and which one is going to hold your weight. Our main so, character comes really close to picking number one. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, he goes with number 16, which, as it turns out, is probably the le- if you're the last one to go, 
probably the best because almost everybody has broken all of the panels before you and you might have a relatively easy time to, to afterwards but god damn like that first guy like he jumped on one and he's like okay good jumps on the second one straight through to the bottom and that like, was does, our christian guy <laughs> does not wait around there's one guy that uh, was fucking like, he's like, oh, I worked on glass in my real job. And be like, well, that's a useful skill to have. And he's like, I could definitely tell which is fake and which is not. But With he the takes, lights on. Yeah, but he takes uh, a long time. Well, what about the math whiz? He's like running across yeah, all the glass. Push, he's like full on just like, I just killing people at this point. Just like pushing people off. There's Doc Soon and the lady with Screech. the loud screech. And... She's just like, hey, you fucking chicken. Because Doc Sue was like snake yeah. face. He's like, I'm not going to go. And if anybody wants to go ahead of me, they're welcome to. But I'm going nowhere. Yeah, I'm just going to stand here like a bitch. <laughs> well, old girl, uh, and then at the beginning of it, they were like, yeah, two people could stand on one plane of, uh, pane of glass without it breaking. And she comes up to him and she's like, I'll go. And she gets up there and he's like, blah, 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 blah. She's like, and um eventually she wraps her <coughs> i got yep. choked up at that point too it made me cry she um <laughs> she wraps her arms around him and she says that he's naive for letting her do that that she is going to betray him because he left her to die and she um puts her eyes to the sky like they did in tug of war yep and tells him he has a tiny dick and they fall to their deaths that's the way I'd want to go. And they cut through some glass, so you know that it's that one shatters. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. But what if they didn't and they tried to land there? What if they and they bounced, both landed? They bounced back up and just fell off the side. Oh god. <laughs> that would now that would Boy, be the way plot twist. that I would not want to go. We'd be like, we totally could have made it, but we bounced so hard that we fell off the side. <laughs> um, yeah, that would not be good. I was really surprised that they could jump like diagonally and land safely because um, I thought that was going to be I would some fuckery. overshot it the first time I had to jump diagonally because I have bad depth perception. I would have jumped over the side like it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even mattered. Can you see that? Does what? Bother you? What? Me throwing what you this doing? at you? Death perception. I don't see anything. I can't see, see how far away it is. John Cena, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so we get down to like our final four, really. Yeah, the final four. And they're once in a big in- empty stadium, they go to San Antonio and they're like, it's time to play some basketball. This is what, what you call it. It's the final four, Ryan. Oh, what- why would they go to San Antonio? I don't know. That's where it usually is. Whatever. Uh, anyways. Um, so there's an old man who worked on the glass, like you said. And um, one it- old man hangs himself because his wife died. Yeah, that was way, way ago. Okay, so that happened a long time ago. Yeah, that's way ago. The, they have dinner. The, no, whoa, whoa! You're going all over the place, man. You got the VIPs who oh, are there. Oh yeah, the VIPs. The, One's like incredibly old and gay, and he tries to get like uh, the, cop the cop to suck his dick, and the cop is like, "Hey, here's a gun in your suck face." These nuts, you old pervert. bastard. I don't want this. And all, you know, another thing that this kind of touched on is all the Americans were VIPs, and they're very arrogant and stuff. And I wonder if that was like kind of cliche in a way for. Um, cultural the way um, um, uh, see, Asians view uh, Americans. The the VIPs are the only ones that are not dubbed in any way. So I think that no matter what version of this you're watching, they 
are in English. So it's not, it's never fully explained if these people know each other already or if they're just, if they know each other from doing this shady shit. Cause they're all wearing masks, but they seem to have at least been aware of each other when they are doing VIP stuff at a squid game. The I don't know if they know each other outside of this, but they seem to have the, at least been there before. The angles that they're filmed at too are a little askew compared to like other people. Yeah. They're not present. And they're, I, they're the weirdest inclusion to this where I, when they said VIPs, I was, was, I was not expecting much of old white dudes to suddenly roll up. You mean with, like Washington, DC? Yeah. Old white people? The last people you'd expect to roll up on something. <laughs> yes. Be like, hey, what's up? We run shit around here. We got money. You're old and white. All these old people. You have are, money. They're climbing up the squid game, Ryan. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't even know what the squid game is. <laughs> they don't know how to turn the subtitles on on Netflix. Like, what the hell is going on here? Why is this? Why are these Koreans on my Netflix? Tell them to get off. Give me some of the white people. Anyways, well, guess pretty what? racist of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they were I they were just kind of a, like a nothing inclusion because I was like it seemed kind of out of left field, but I was like, ah, well, it's it uh, that didn't that didn't matter to me. I think that they were probably the least well acted, well thought out characters, but they're not really supposed to be. They're these just kind of it's part of the fourth wall. Yeah, they're these mustache twirling villains, and that's all that they're supposed to be. They're not really there other to be other than anything other than that yeah um and um so during this uh pane of glass like bridge thing um the smart fellow from the original town that our main character's from he pushes some guy it's helped him get through all this because the guy knows like tempered glass and you know regular glass look like um, they push him to kill him it's like it was pretty much do or die so it was like a necessity. Yeah, there's a timer that's running out too. Yeah, you got like 10 minutes for everybody to cross. And it was like down to like the last couple of seconds. Anyway, at the very end of the episode, um, they blow up all the glass because if you were still standing there, you were going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> and all the glass shatters and hits all of our people and almost mortally, fatally stabs one of our main characters. So we only have three people left. And then the shortest episode of all the episodes of this is only 32 minutes. That's the, this is the dinner one, right? Mm-hmm. So Sabiak, she's got stabbed by glass. Like deep. And she is hurting real bad. For a squirting. So it's highly likely that she is probably not going to make it anyways. But after, after they have this dinner, they're all sitting around in their beds in this big fucking empty room. And they all have like dinner knives or whatever, because they have the option to just kill the other people if they don't want to do the last game. That's it's how it's heavily implied. You could just do that. <laughs> like at any other point, you can just kill these other people. It doesn't doesn't really matter. So which is weird because you think that you would want to entertain the VP or VIPs. I, I think that all of this is entertainment for them, no matter how it plays out. Whether well, are they, they watching the whole time, though? I guess so. I mean, it's I think that they're just on camera no matter what. Like there's cameras even in the people that are working there. Their well, there's also rooms. guards too, right? During the dinner, yeah. there were guards there, but yeah. they left the knives with them. Exactly for that reason that they would have that option if they wanted to. But so Sungwoo 
What does he wind up? He does kill her, doesn't he? Well, so what happens is our main character goes over and looks at her and she's like going to stab him or whatever. He's like, no, chill out. I know that you're fucked up because something's going on. She shows him that she's bleeding and she wants to make a pact with him that whoever makes it out, they will um, take care of the other's family. Right. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go kill that other dude over there. Um, The other player the smart guy been out of character for him to do that it was but it was like the game was starting to break him down as a person and he's also seen like how careless this guy is um but she stops him and he comes back and you can see that she's in a bad way so then he runs to the wind or to the door and calls for the minions to come out and help (laughs) and while he's doing that um you know there's blood all over his hands i thought that was kind of cool um, it's her blood cause he's trying to stop clot the blood that she's losing. And, um, they finally open the door and they walk in, they have a box. He turns around and his buddy, who was the third player has stabbed her in the neck and killed her. Yep. Already done it. Yeah. <laughs> and he is so mad that he goes over there to try to kill him and they stop him. Like the minions stop him, both of them from getting to each other. It's like they wanted it to be. To a one-on-one it's because almost, I don't know how Squid Game would work if there was two on one. It's almost like they orchestrated this entire thing so that there would be two people left at the very Get end. Get out of town. Yeah. Get out of it's town. It's like they've been artificially manipulating this the entire time. Well, like they have everyone's file and they wanted this to happen. Nah. Yeah. Um, so we get to the last episode and our fourth wall break, the doorman uh is pursuing his brother his brother has somehow escaped and he's looking for cell service the front man yeah the front the man. door man door man he's, front out man. There, he's out there parking cars <laughs> he's in front of the island <laughs> you know parking boats and shit and um it's come to be uh mentioned or it's shown that the doorman or front man and uh this cop are brothers um and the cop can't believe that his brother that he's been searching for is one of the or- biggest orchestrators of the squid game. Um, he uh, doesn't have service, but he tries to call his, he does call somebody. Chief. He does. He, and his police chief was like, you haven't been to work in five days. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm about to send you a bunch of pictures. He's like, I just got to climb this one mountain and hold my phone up to the sky. Yep. And, uh, Literally, the most stressful thing ever is trying to send a whole bunch of evidence via text message while people are bearing down on you <laughs> and about to shoot you. But you can see them from so far away because yeah. they're dressed like Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Little fucking pink minions running up the mountain while he's holding his phone up to the sky. <laughs> so the cop um, is cornered and the... Jumps off the side of the mountain. Well... Hang on. The the main uh, front man. The doorman. The doorman. He Takes starts the approaching the guy, <laughs> the cop, and the cop's like, nah, motherfucker. And the doorman's like, uh, you only have like one bullet left because you're pretty much screwed because yeah, you're a policeman and police always have like two bullets left and you shot three empty people. Empty chamber. And then you shot into the sky or whatever. So you got one left. So he shoots the doorman. Boom. Shoots him in the arm. Doorman is like, okay, well, here, come with me. You shot me. I'm trying to show you mercy. Takes off his mask. It's his brother. The cop's like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, I'm not coming with you. And he's like, well, fine. So he shoots him, His the cop, and the cop falls over into the ocean. Does the cop die? I don't know. 
Didn't didn't really see him dive, just shot in the shoulder, yeah, right? Exactly. Could follow the same path that we've seen before, where if we don't see somebody die on screen, maybe didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Maybe they'll come back. <laughs> um, so then we go back to the game. It's our two characters, our main character, and then his smarty pants friend. And uh, they play Squid Game. And really, it they abandoned does, the game to just beat the like shit out of each other. It's much of a game, if I'm honest. I think that the whole thing about Squid Game is isn't it you're just supposed to like go around the circle or whatever and then you're supposed to hop on one leg hop on one leg and then cut across the neck you force them you have to like force them outside a boundary and I think that you can do like whatever you want to but yeah you're right it was it it was less of a game and more of them just beating the shit of each other in the rain and just really some of the most like brutal stuff like when he was shoving like the knife through his hand and stuff like that where he bit off that dude's ankle yeah like some of that shit, but uh, it was desperate types, and it was raining. Everything more dramatic in the rain, Ryan. That's what they say. Everything more dramatic in the rain. Uh, but yeah, that was probably this is probably one of my favorite episodes in terms of just how they just the showdown of this, and we get to see Gihon's humanity again because even though he has every right to just say "fuck this guy," I'm going to kill him. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um. But guess what? They kill him anyways. So <laughs> they they shoot him. They he's declared the victor. He gets all the money, um, and they send him home. And this is where I thought that this whole limited series was going to end, but it goes on for about a half hour longer. Yep. And arguably gets maybe a little bit worse. <laughs> kind of distorts the whole. Um, I don't know you, your main character. It kind of distorts yeah. him and shows him kind of going back to his old ways. So his mom dies. His mom dies his while mom he's gone, been cold and dead for like multiple days in her apartment. Um, he goes to uh, get money out. Oh yeah, and then he's like, "Oh shit!" Like all of this, maybe that was fake money in that, but they've they've clearly given him like a debit card that's got all this like. They I dropped think, him off in the middle of the street, uh, knocked out, and again, they had the again. fucking card in his mouth. <laughs> exactly. Anyone could have just walked by and like put that in an ATM or something. But well, you'd have to know the number, which was I, his... yeah. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So he's he's got all this money, but he's so stricken with grief, and he doesn't want anything to do with it. So he just doesn't um, until. Uh, he waits like a year or something. Then he gets a little. It looks like fucking shit. Yeah, he's just he's not been bathing. He's just riding around on the train, just sulking, presumably with like twenty, the equivalent of like twenty million dollars or whatever he's won. He's it's a lot of money. He's got plenty of money. He mm-hmm. could have got a haircut. He could have gotten some red hair a lot earlier than he did. Yeah. Um, also, I'll mention during the Squid Game that they had a piggy bank. Yeah, a huge piggy with bank. With all that money, and then they just give you a debit card. Where so it's like, well, that's yeah. actually way more realistic. Than, yeah, I was like, that's so weird. That, I'm glad that they didn't like send him back on the boat with a giant piggy bank full of cash because that would have been way more suspicious. Can you imagine if they threw him out of the limo with the piggy bank? Well, coming <laughs> just from, left him on the fucking street like that. Well, they would have robbed him exactly. But coming from like a financial institution background, they're gonna research where you got that money from. You know? Nah. Nah, there's there's a plot hole. Don't even worry about it. Um, so he uh he goes the to old the man orphan- sends him a letter. Well, our guy goes to the orphanage yeah. and upholds the um 
promise that he made to both of the last two characters who died in the squid game. So he gets um, Sabiuk's brother out of the orphanage and Sungwoo's mom, who is, is a sweet woman, is a sweet woman, uh, does not know what happened to her son. Just assumes that he's just still off on a long business trip or whatever. Hanging in America. But he, he gets her to basic, basically just look after her uh, her brother. and uh, Which is so weird. He yeah. just got his hair done. Um, and then he's like, hey, can you watch after this kid? I'll be back. Um, I got to go visit my family. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then he, they leave the money and it's like, here, take care of him. And I was like, well, that's kind of a cop out. So yeah. he's pretty much just ditched that on her and like, here's the money. Yeah, I got to I got to go do some squid game stuff. Uh, so it turns out that he gets a letter from the old man and uh, old man's still alive. He goes to big skyscraper uh, and he's on his deathbed and he's like, hey, guess what? Uh, I was behind the whole thing. <laughs> I'm super rich. And he's like, what else you lied about? And he's like, nothing. Uh, I do have a brain tumor. I really did piss myself on purpose. <laughs> I wish uh, he would have said doing, that. I'm he doing did it not. now. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> you want to see? You should, try it, shit out. you should try it sometime. Um, and yeah, and he's like, hey, look at this. Look at this drunk guy over here on the street corner. This is the way that this is an analogy for the list. Pull your chairs around because this is an analogy for the way the world works. My so God. do you think that anyone's going to help this old drunk homeless guy that's just passed out on the street? And he's probably going to die because it's snowing. Probably going to die because it's Christmas Eve and it's snowing. And we have 15 <laughs> minutes. Yep. So if nobody helps, uh, helps this guy by midnight. I win. I win. And I don't really know what he won, but he's just like, I'm, I'm right. Because I think that the whole, the whole premise, the whole premise of that was, uh, you know, the, the, this world is this mean place and we, uh, created a place where people can compete on equal footing and whether rich or poor, whether but- rich or poor, and they can come out on top, but it's, which, Again, all psychopaths believe that that what they're doing is right and just, and this is Thanos somehow genocide. A, a fair representation of the world. But yeah, so someone does help the help help the uh, the the drunk guy up. But our old main is, character still has human qualities about yeah, him. Old man has uh, died though, and he's like, "All right, the fuck tumor off. was real, unless he did unless really die. He just went to sleep. He's just pissed himself, and he's asleep again." the fuck is this with this old guy and just, just oh. pissing and sleeping our main character ends up going to go see his daughter in america but he's got a he he's takes got, a train he's got red hair he's got red hair he takes yeah. a train he sees uh somebody who helped him get into the squid games he runs the, after him playing the bean bags and he's like all right fuck this and so it's kind of a cliffhanger like i could see where they could go for a season two if they wanted to do that. But whoa, I, whoa! You forgot that he tries to chase the guy. The guy gets on the subway and drives, rides off, and the guy's like, "Our main character is like, well, what the fuck?" Um, he steals the card from one of the people who um, was given the card by the guy who's who we met in the beginning, and he calls the number, and he's like, "We are not horses," and they call him by a number. Um, that his number was in Squid Game, which would be something Four, that you would do to a horse. Four fifty six. Yeah, and they're like, you just need to get on the plane um, and go see your daughter. 
But then our guy says no pretty much and heads back. Um, so it's kind of like he learned nothing. His daughter is just kind of second nature and, and he just, he's he just fighting, doesn't care. He's fighting for the greater good. Yes. And or no. Is he? <laughs> um, honestly, the ending left me a little bit conflicted and I could see how they definitely have left it wide open for a second season. But I could also see where you could say, you know what? This story is complete. You can maybe just fill in the blanks what happens after that. But I can hang my hat on that and be okay. Yeah, you could see how that could definitely be an end. But if they did a second season, you could. It's see not something that, that I need, though. I no, feel like one season I, kind of was tidy. I felt like this was a complete story. It was well told. And if they did something like. If they did a second season, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a prequel or something or where they show like the formation of this group and how they start like these games or something. But I don't. Essentially, it's just rich people who are bored. Yeah. Who wanted to have fun in life because rich people and poor people, quote unquote, have things in common that um, they're never they're just bored or not happy and they just need something to make them feel alive. Basically, that was the old what the old man said. And so I. Since they've laid that out there, if they did go back in time, how interesting would that be? If that's what the whole point of it was, that we're just rich and bored and whatever. <laughs> how interesting is that? To I would like to be rich and bored. Please. I just want to. Anybody. I want to piss my pants and play some hopscotch. That's really what. A, I want to watch you do that. I want to be there to hold your hand through the whole thing. Uh but yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's Squid Game. So, God, that was a fucking hours worth of Squid Game talk. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like a lot of episodes. I would say that I would give that a nine out of ten. Same. This is nine, nine and a half out of ten. I, it's one of the best things I've watched this year. And you know, if you somehow have the willpower to resist trends, and you're like, I'm not going to watch that because it's popular. It's popular for a reason because it it's fucking good, and I I do think that it's something that has translated across languages and cultures, and people like this for a reason. I think it's the quality of the show that it, all of those things can kind of shine through, and um, you know people love these characters, they love the aesthetic of this, and some sadistic people love the out and out brutal violence that is displayed. Kind of like the brutal violence. <laughs> um, we'll also say that this is kind of exciting because I think. That since this has been such a a big show for Netflix in all territories that maybe it could potentially open up for. Um, so I think and maybe in America, sometimes we're a little close minded. A we, little. We, we take things <laughs> for our own. Like, what was it? The Ring. That was an originally uh, that was an a American, Japanese movie. Yeah. And then there was um, something else um, like a scary movie. Um, and I'm sure there's a ton of other things that we've stolen and maybe those things could just come straight over the <laughs> office, yeah. Or uh, the girl with the tattooed dragon, yeah, the dragon tattoo. The girl with a tattooed dragon, you know that girl. Um, <laughs> and I just think that it'd be interesting to see these things come over because sometimes whenever you remake something for an audience and you think it just takes away by making it they make it uh, worse, it they lose the that magic that you have from that original. Yeah. Production. Or let me in, let the right one in. That was another one. I, Though I'd I mean, say let me in was good. There's so many that. <laughs> so I think that it is just uh, a testament to this Korean production. Like it's not, it definitely is not like a low budget show, but it's not a, 
it's not a Hollywood typical Netflix production. So it definitely walks its own walk. And it's very dramatic too. I think it's, I think it's great. And if it, something like this can get more popular, I hope that people were, will give other things from other countries and cultures and languages a chance because there's a lot of good stuff out there. And a lot of times we're just like, I don't like reading subtitles or I don't like watching dub stuff. So yeah, the dub vocals were not that great in comparison. Yeah, it is. It, I will say <laughs> if you have had a couple beers, uh, reading something with a lot of subtitles is quite, can be quite difficult. So yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, but it, it is not as easy as listening to something in your own native language, but all, oftentimes I think that they didn't do a, a terrible job with dubbing this. I think some of the characters Screech. embodied uh, what they were trying to get across and other ones were not quite as good. Screech. Uh, <laughs> Old man and snake face were good. I actually think that on. Um, smarty pants, um, the guy that is defeated in the squid game. I think that he was fairly good, fairly fairly close from the, from what we watched. And then the girl with the big wrinkly pouty lips. Um she was good. She sounded about the same, yeah. Yeah. Then our main character, he wasn't bad. It's really just screech. Yeah. Really just the She's problem. The only, for me. I think it's just that her facial expressions where they're just like, oh no, this woman has to be way louder. Yeah, they embellish the shit out of her. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's I don't know. It's great. If you haven't watched it, seriously, give it a, give it a shot. Cause uh, it's, well, if you it's haven't watched it, where the fuck are you at? Yeah, where are you? And uh, hope I, and even us talking about this for an hour, there's so much we Miss. haven't talked about. So it's, it's definitely worth a watch. So Ryan, anything else uh, you want to add before we break for the, for the evening, for the evening uh, that I hope that everybody has a wonderful Halloween. And I suppose we'll be watching the wonderful Halloween kills. <laughs> God. So <laughs> that's going to be pretty much like a sequel to one of our first episodes Yeah, where right. I wanted to kill myself. So exactly. let's see how this one goes. So let's see if Ryan kills himself after Halloween kills. Mm. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you for listening. As we say at the end of this and every episode. Give us five stars, motherfuckers. <laughs> Nighty night, bitches. Until next time, folks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.